0: Visiting here today with Rob Riggle, and Rob, welcome to today's show. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me.
0: So, Rob, you have an amazing career, but I want to—I want to roll back the—the uh, the dial a little bit and uh, give us some information about your background, where you grew up, and how did you get up to where you are today?
1: Well, uh, I'll try. I, I mean, that's a long journey. I'll try to give you the Reader's Digest version. I was uh, born in Louisville, Kentucky. I only lived there for two years, so I don't remember anything about it. Um, that's where my dad was uh, working at the time. Um, and then we got transferred to Kansas City, which is what he wanted, because his family, uh, extended family was in Kansas City. So that's where I grew up, uh, Kansas City, Overland Park, Kansas to be specific. And um, I had a, a wonderful childhood. Um, I, uh, my mom was a school teacher. She taught seventh and eighth grade English and, and reading. My dad uh, sold insurance for Washington National, group insurance to teachers unions and companies and things like that. And uh, we had a, uh, me and my sister, we had a wonderful life, you know. Uh, uh, my uncle had a lake house down at the Ozarks. We used to go down there. A matter of fact, that's probably where I did my, my, my first taste of, of entertaining and show business. Uh, we'd go down the lake and me and my cousins would put on shows for the adults. Sketch shows, you know, whatever, you know, silly stuff like putting your arms out behind someone else's face, you know, and just goofy stuff. But we would pass the hat after the shows and, you know, the adults would throw in quarters and stuff. And we did that every week into the summer. And then at the end of the summer, we'd go down to Bagnell Dam uh, or Dogpatch and we'd, sp- you know, spend all the money we had made on go-karts and water slides, and miniature golf and whatever else. So that was probably my first taste of show business, but, um, uh, you know, I went to, uh, Shawnee Mission South high school, played sports back in the eighties. It was all seasonal sports. You know, you played football in the fall, basketball in the winter, baseball in the spring and golf, uh, in the summer. And that was, that was it. Um, then I, I, um, I, I went to the university of Kansas KU, um, after graduating from Shawnee Mission South and, uh studied there. And while I was in undergrad at KU, um, I had a friend uh, who had joined the Marine Corps, uh, through the officer candidate program, the PLC, uh, program. And so I said, okay, well that's, that's, that sounds interesting. And, uh, my grandfather who owned a farm down in mid Missouri and was in the eighth army air Corps during world war II, um, you know, he said, "Little, well, hey, if you want to, you want to learn how to fly, I'll, uh, I'll help you do that." So I said, "Sure, yeah." So while I was in college, I got my pilot's license, and I used to fly a little Cessna all over Kansas, uh, Oklahoma, Missouri, anywhere you know. I just flew, flew everywhere, and um, and then I, I, I went in and and got a guaranteed flight contract with the Marine Corps. So that's kind of how I ended up going to the Marine Corps. Even though I was a theater and film major, um, I still was able to, um, you know do that and i always wanted to do that i always wanted to serve i'm kind of a patriotic guy it was something that was uh, an itch that i definitely wanted to scratch i didn't know when or how um, and it unfolded itself before me
0: where were you stationed
1: oh i was stationed everywhere uh in the in the u.s i was uh, uh quantico virginia uh pensacola florida corpus christi texas uh briefly in indianapolis um and then on to north carolina uh, 2nd Marine Air Wing, uh, 3rd Battalion, 8th Marines, uh, 2nd Battalion, 2nd Marines. Um, so I, uh, you know, I got to serve on the East Coast and uh, ended up going to New York City. Uh, it was my last active duty station. Um, and that's when I started pursuing comedy and acting. Um, I always wanted to do comedy and acting as well.
0: So how did you, how did you transition the, to, into a paid gig? You know, yeah, fun. well, that's
1: a long, painful grind. It really is. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and when people come and ask me, you know, young actors or young people who are interested in comedy and acting, you know, they want to know the path and, and how did you do it? And, 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 I get that. I understand it. I want to know too, when I was starting out, uh, they just don't always like the answer. The answer is if you're going to choose a life in the arts, you gotta, you gotta count on 10 years of grinding, 10 years of pain, 10 years of being told no. 10 years of being judged and not being judged well, <laughs> it's a little bit of a pain. But if you—if it's what you got to do, if you can't imagine doing something else, if it's a calling, if you will, uh, you'll do it. And then at the end of 10 years, and that 10 is, you know, give or take a year or two, you know, it, can, it, can, you, I, it took me seven years to get my first big break. Uh, but 10 is about the average. And in that 10-year t- window, right around eight to 10 years, you'll start to see opportunities. If you have talent, if you're, you know, if you're good at what you're doing and and the that's the good thing about comedy, people let you know right away if what you're doing was working or not. If you got up for seven years in a row and just bombed every night, maybe you ought to look at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe that's something to consider. But if you get up, you know, and 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 you're getting traction and people are responding to you in a positive way and people are liking what you're doing, well, maybe you're on the right track. Maybe you're doing what you should be doing. And then, like any anything you do in life, the more time and energy and passion you put into it, the better you're going to get, the more you're going to learn, the more opportunities you're going to have. And so I was very fortunate. I I, I studied at uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade in New York City. Uh, and I had some of the best comedy and improv teachers in the world, in my opinion. Uh, Amy Poehler, uh, one, of, uh, one of the great comedians uh, on SNL uh and parks and rec and movies and she's just an amazing she was one of my teachers you know and i i eventually ended up teaching at the upright citizens brigade as well as performing on their herald teams and doing other shows for them sketch shows um and then uh i got opportunities you know they the saturday night live came down and watched the show that i was in and uh i got an invitation to audition which is you know hard to get um and that year, I was the only guy hired, so there was a, it was quite an honor because the audition process is a it's, it's tough. Um, I wasn't there very long, but that's okay because i I had proved something to myself um, and that that was very important to me uh, now that alumni group of Saturday yeah, night gosh. did that open doors for you? No, it didn't open doors for me, but but being on the show definitely did okay. uh, no not the individuals necessarily but right. You know, because right when I left, <clears throat> excuse me, right when I left Saturday Night Live, The Daily Show called me and said we're having auditions because you know uh, cordry and Ed Helms have left the show, so we're looking for two new correspondents, and they hired me and John Oliver. Um, that you know that mm-hmm. in that time, so I think you know I don't know if I would have got that call, but for the fact that I had just been on Saturday Night Live, you know. So and then I had, but I still had to go in and sing for my supper. I still had to go in and audition and. um Uh, and and get you know earn the gig so to speak and then once you're on the show it's a six month probation you know you're not it's not like you're in it's done you know I had to I had to prove myself for the first six months just to get another six month extension so the first year I was on the show it was you know i I got an apartment off Craigslist you know a little studio that I could stay in and and kept the family in you know uh, back home because I was like no point in moving out if I'm gonna become moving back in six months you know I don't know if I have a, there's no job security so
0: television versus you've done film yes also yes, yes how would you compare the two is it a fair comparison I don't even know it... if
1: it is a fair comparison because they are different they're different yeah. in many ways I mean sure it's acting sure it's you know in front of a camera um but the 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 scale is different the the energy the vibe the um, and those are weird words to use. I know vibe. What is that? What are you talking about? Well, I don't know. You've been in situations where there's an energy and, and it's, it's different than other places, right? That's the same with TV and film. Um, you know, the stakes are a little higher maybe with film, um, cause that's going to last forever. <laughs> you know, I've done multiple episodes of multiple TV shows and most people, you know, don't even, unless you looked on my IMDB page, you wouldn't know about them. Uh, cause they're for, you know, they're. they're a little more disposable. Uh whereas film, you know, people come up to me every day and quote lines that I've said in films to this day. And they you know, those are films like 12 years old.
0: But what's been your favorite film?
1: Oh. I had I had a lot of fun, like just fun on Step Brothers. Um because we all came from improv backgrounds. Improv and sketch. Will farrell's an improv sketch guy. Adam McKay came from improv and sketch. Um uh, John C. Riley is a sketch comedian. You know, there's everybody just had that sketch and improv kind of energy. So we did a lot of improvising in the movie. And and if you look at the deleted scenes, uh, you'll see how much stuff was left on the cutting room floor because we just were. We would do. You always do it as scripted, the first take because that's what the studio paid for, and you need to be able to deliver that. And then you do it once with notes from the director on that. You know, as scripted, and then we would do like five takes of improv you know improvised scene so long as you stay on track you don't go off the rails if you keep the story moving forward it has a good chance of still being in and if it's funny funny's funny uh and so we would just crack each other up we were laughing we were breaking a lot and that's rare um so that 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 was a lot of good energy and then hangover and and the other guys were also really fun 21 drum street was a blast you know um so yeah lots to be grateful for in that in that area
0: so i want to jump over to some of the causes in life have you you have some charity charity events yeah. that you do but you know what do you find uh, with the energy in these causes what are you working to make a difference in what which areas
1: well i think uh, for me um, i tried to do things that um, are very close to my heart so i i hosted a, a charity event in kansas city uh for children's mercy hospital and it was called the red hot nights it's their big winner like valentine's day fundraiser and it was great we raised a lot of money but they had me kind of i was kind of telling corny jokes and you know it just didn't fit that well for me but they were very smart they took me on a tour of the hospital and at the time i had a one-year-old and a five-year-old child of my, my own and i you know i met the doctors and the nurses and i, I saw the patients and i saw the parents of the patients and it just, it, it grabbed me by the heart and I was like, well, I'm in, you got me, but I'm going to come up with my own thing, you know, cause I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to host that thing again. Let me come up with my own thing. Um, and, but they were so smart to take me on a tour and just show me the good work they were doing. Cause I saw them do an open heart surgery on a nine day old baby. You know, that the heart was no bigger than my, my pinky nail. And yet with the new technology they have, and they were able to save this child's life. And this child's going to go on and have an amazing life. Whereas maybe two years prior to that, that child doesn't, doesn't live. Well, that's all I had to hear, you know? And I'm like, well, then we got to do more and they don't turn any child away. And for a lot of families in rural Kansas, you know, that that's, that's a big deal. So I, uh, I was in, you know, cause you got to do something if you can. And so that's, that, that was it. And then being a veteran uh, of the Marine Corps uh, and, and serving overseas. You know, I served for 23 years. I retired as a lieutenant colonel in the Marines. I served in Afghanistan twice. I served in Liberia. I served in Kosovo. You know, I've been forward deployed. I've, I've, uh, I've you know, I've, I've done things. And I, and I have a lot of veterans uh, organizations that I believe in, that I support. Um, so I do a veterans charity as well. So it's, it's got to be something that it resonates with me, something that I, I you know, I believe in uh, for, for, for my charity stuff. But that's also the good that we do in this life. And that's the, the, like I said, you know, it, it, you've heard all these phrases. These, these are all the cliches, but they're, they're there for a reason. You know, if, if you've been given much, much is expected. Okay.
0: That's a great, that, uh, a great remembrance yeah. of the stewardships.
1: Yeah. And it, and it's, you hear that and you go, yeah, that resonates because it's true. And it's as it should be. So count me in. You know?
0: So where you're at now and fast forwarding into, into the future, uh, what does Rob Riggle want to be known for? In other words, when you look back at your, your journey through life, it's been amazing uh, the differences that you've made. But how do you want to be remembered?
1: Oh, a good father, a good husband, a good friend. Those, you know, that's good enough for me.
0: Very, very well said. And uh, and and Rob, I appreciate you being with us
1: today. Yeah, no, thanks for having me.
0: Okay, I've been visiting here with day with Rob Riggle, and um, thanks for joining us here on American Dreams.